Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. Today's episode is, Is Your Diet Divine or Deadly? You know, there's a lot of mixed nutritional advice that uh, we've gotten, especially in the Western world over over many, many decades. Everything from high-protein diets to low-fat, low-carb diets, um, you know, everything across the board. Fruit diets, fast diets, you name it. Fad diets, it's all over the board, all over the place. Uh, Carl, we're going to ask Creator what sort all that out for us. Yes, and as a healer, I can tell you this is a universal concern, and uh, that's why there's so much airtime devoted to it in popular programs. The scientific community has been a laggard in doing solid research on this front. Part of it is the difficulty of doing large-scale nutritional studies. It's very, very expensive. And there's no corporate sponsor for such things. So, that, you know, let's give them, you know, the the benefit of the doubt here. But we know there's also a lot of manipulation of human thinking and enterprise. And, and so science is starting to turn this giant ship around in midstream. That takes a long time. But the handwriting's on the wall. And... I've looked into this as a channeler of the Almighty. So we get an official view of what is happening and what is really best for humanity. And we're going to go from there. Let's start at that point. Well, let's get right into it. You ask Creator, as the designer of Earth and everything on it, what kind of diet would you endorse for humans to keep them healthy and happy? All right. And this is Creator's answer. A diet high in protein is best on average for human beings to maintain health, vigor, and strength. This includes animal products high in fat because it is health-promoting. To be sure, there are more calories per gram of fat than protein or other sources of nutrition, but that is not the same as categorically wanting to avoid all fat. It is a question of balance and moderation because fat is an essential nutrient in its own right and cannot be substituted for. Too great a restriction is a health liability, and this has been amply shown by the misguided dietary dietary policies in the United States over the last 40 years. So beyond the general balance, being in favor of protein plus fat as an allowable ingredient with no fat removal from any foodstuff, such as milk, followed by a mix of fruit and vegetables as a lower percentage with an absolute minimum of grains and other carbohydrate sources to minimize the total sugar load on the system would be advantageous. There is benefit in variety, so many food sources are introduced in rotation, so there is not a restriction to the same staples day after day after day. But there is nothing to fear from red meat as opposed to chicken. Fish is of great value nutritionally, primarily because of the fatty acids that are particularly beneficial. 
We do not wish to be too specific because this may be seen as a decree from on high and may falsely condemn those things not singled out for mention as perhaps being undesirable when that is not deserved. The main way to think about diet is to have the right proportion of nutrition classes more so than specific items. There are many natural toxins among foodstuffs, and this is the main reason for having variety, particularly amongst the plant sources. They are rich with a myriad of undesirable chemical constituents of much greater variety than present in meat. The other thing we would say is to attend to the additional contaminants ingested with food of all kinds. These come from overuse of chemicals in modern agriculture the insecticides, the, growing promoting, the growth-promoting substances, and the use of preservatives, all are negative influences. The genetic modification of organisms providing food should be avoided altogether because all such foods have a significant downside that will not be appreciated but will cause problems, and especially with long-term exposure. The benefits are far outweighed by the risks and the downside they represent. The other aspect needing attention and focus is the presence of negative consciousness of all kinds that is ingested with the food, but can be removed through prayer requests. So this would be equal in importance alongside the recommendation for the overall profile of proportions of the various food classes to routinely do a cleansing and blessing of food in a way that will effectively remove the negativity, both chemical and energetic, from the negative effects of consciousness on the food. And this will go a long way to gaining optimum benefit from the diet and avoid adverse health consequences. The major liability of meat, for example, is the thought forms it contains imparted by the very animal from which the meat is derived. The unpleasant handling, the difficult life, the various types of neglect and stress to which the animals are subjected, the inhumane treatment, the crowding, and so on, all build up as an overlay of negative thought forms imparted to the flesh by the consciousness of the animals during life. Then the meat carved from the animal and put into the food chain carries with it all that darkness and is ingested by the diner and it becomes part of their energy and will be a negative consequence to them. This can be avoided with simple prayer requests to cleanse the food, to remove all sources of negativity and to leave what is highest and best. In many ways, this is an this is as important as what is eaten. In other words, if you pose the question, which is the greater liability, food or poisoned food? This would be a no-brainer, so to speak. But yet that is the choice people make routinely through their ignorance, choosing to ingest poisoned food each and every day. This does not have to be if people are awakened to the idea of using a meal prayer for food and beverages to remove all accumulated negativity. There is a lot 
of eye-opening. I would say even surprising information in that passage, Carl. We could probably spend the rest of the show just talking about what came forward just with what you read. That's it's amazing yes, stuff. Yes. Well, and this we should point out is not really in opposition to emerging data and emerging science. The scientific community has finally been forced to explore things a bit more. And this has been a long, sorry saga, and the handwriting is all over this, that there's been a lot of suppression of truth and so on. But if you want to look in detail at what nutrition science is starting to defend, it's the opposite of what we've been told here in the West for the past 40 years, to favor grains, minimize meat, avoid fat at all costs, and... this, this has been very, very destructive. And this is, I just want to say, this has been set out in a nice book you can get very readily. It's in many libraries and it's available, you know, through the usual sources called The Big Fat Surprise, Why Butter, Meat, and Cheese Belong in a Healthy Diet. And this is by Nina Teicholz. It's an indictment of how crazy things have gotten in promoting food that has minimal nutritional value, mainly plant life, and well, that's and the suppression of the things that are absolutely health essential for health. That's what I would think is one of the most surprising revelations is the fact that there is essentially an endorsement of high protein meat, chicken, fish, whereas you know a lot of people think that being vegan is spiritual. You know, so this is this is an interesting revelation. Yeah, well, that is a misdirection, unfortunately, and it, it, you know, it's understandable. I mean, people don't like the idea of killing things and so on, and we understand that. I, I, I feel that way too. I wouldn't want to have to go out and slaughter the, the, the cattle so I can have a cheeseburger, but Creator tells us that those animals are in fact here to supp- supply food. For humanity, that is why they were placed here, along with people. So this isn't a sin. It's not a, a act of wrongdoing. There is a moral responsibility to treat animals humanely, and we can talk about that at another point when we talk more about animal life and our place in the uh, ecosystem and so forth. <clears throat> but it, it's not improper to use animals as food if we do it with care and we do it with respect for them. And they come down to fill that place in the world. And they're not opposed themselves to being used as food. They just don't want to be tormented along the way and neglected. Understood. You know, the interesting revelation is the use of prayer to remove negative energy and and negative consequences from food. You know, a lot of people think that we're just doing a blessing, just saying a nice thank you to God. But there's so much more than that going on. And you ask a question of creator that gets right into that. So let's, let's do that. You ask Creator, will the following prayer be effective? And if not, why not? Dear Lord, bless this food so it may bless our bodies. Okay, well, here we go. Most prayers like this are prayers of thanks. Nothing wrong with that. Creator likes to be acknowledged, but doesn't demand to be worshipped. This is a fallacy. And so here is a simple prayer, and it gets more to the point that 
you know, you want something good to come from your food. Dear Lord, bless this food so it may bless our bodies. So here's what Creator says about this prayer. This prayer will be effective in imparting a positive tone in an energetic sense, but only in a limited way. It is sort of like adding a little extra energy, but not correcting any significant difficulty or problem associated with what is being ingested. Like most prayers, this prayer falls well short of what is possible. There are many elements here that are not explicitly stated. A blessing means many different things. It is often meant to be more like a pat on the back than a major alteration or change or enhancement, as this is how it is thought of by most religious folk. In addition, it is quite a vague label when applied to something like food being eaten. When used to apply to a person, the feeling on average is one of helping them with greater luck in their lives, with luck being a divine support or encouragement. And in the case of food, it is similarly vague, and perhaps even more so because people typically do not pause to reflect on the meaning of the words they have learned and are usually saying by rote, without any particular feeling or intensity or clarity to form an intention with power behind it. As you know, there are many negative substances and energies ingested along with foodstuffs, The many toxins, adulterants, and contaminants have become a significant negative, as well as the overall nutritional quality of food being in decline in most areas of the world. So to confer a blessing falls well short of a request to counteract these negative realities by improving the food to increase its value and safety. The link is there and connecting what the divine realm can do in conferring some blessing to the body itself. But that is only a vague acknowledgement that the food is intended to help the body. And so for a divine injunction for the food, the expectation is and the desire stated for it to be conferred to the body as well. And this indeed is logical and is fine as far as it goes. But again, nothing is explicitly stated as to a desired outcome for the body, one of growth and health and vitality and vigor and longevity and freedom from a downside from anything ingested are not stated explicitly and so will not be honored. So the divine realm can add very little to the food ingested in a meal with this as a prayer. There needs to be a greater focus and explicit statement of desires, both in terms of what is to be done to the food and then what the desired outcome is for the person ingesting the food. Well, that sentence is very revealing. There needs to be more detail and more intent of outcome, I guess, in the terms of the prayer. Uh, we're going to share, we're going to get that prayer, the recommended meal prayer, in the next segment. But um, expand on this idea of, of be more detailed than what you're asking for. Well, first of all, the divine realm follows the intention and not the words. So if you say something out of rote with hardly thinking even what the words mean, the power of intention will be very, very weak. You need to take your faith seriously. <laughs> you need to 
give it its due. You're talking to the Almighty about something potentially important here. So, you know, that's the first thing. And then the the details matter because the divine realm follows our lead. Why? Free will, free agency. We're allowed to mess up. We're allowed to fall short. We're allowed to fail. We're allowed to destroy ourselves. And the divine realm will not stop that. If you want help, you must be specific as to the nature and the reason and the type of help you require. That's only logical because otherwise the divine has to invent something and jump out ahead of you in your ignorance. And it won't do that because we're in learning here. We're in lesson. This is the hard, tough proving ground for humanity going on here. And it applies across the board. So when it comes to what you eat, you better smarten up. You better figure this out. And if you don't know, get help from someone who can get insight from the divine realm about how to go about that. Very few are tapped in right now. Very few have a good intuitive ability to connect themselves personally. So we're doing the best here we can to fill in the gaps. and But that is why it's all important. And we have a prayer that has more oomph, <laughs> using a technical <laughs> term here. That's a spiritual term, oomph. <laughs> well, so, the important thing here that people really need to sit up and pay attention to is the fact that ignorance is not an excuse. It's not an excuse in the human law, and it's not an excuse in divine law either, unfortunately. Yes, very much so. Well, well coming up on a break, Carl, uh, be sure to check us out at getwisdom.com where you can download some uh, free materials. You can get uh, our our prayer book, getwisdom.com slash prayer. Get information on our Lightworker Healing Protocol training, uh, getwisdom.com slash LHP. Uh, we're going to be talking more about prayer and the recommended meal prayer right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Listen for Mindful Matters, Love, Sex, Spirit, hosted by Dr. Dory Lynn. Dr. Dory is coming back, sexy, savvy, and with sage advice from nearly eight decades of life experience. It's not retirement, it's refirement. 
It's fun. It's deep. Listening just makes you feel good. If you're looking for straight talk without all the bull in the world, be sure to tune in to Dr. Dory and Mindful Matters, Love, Sex, Spirit. Live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Make an appointment listening right now. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. We were talking about prayer and the effectiveness of that in terms of making our food healthier. So, Carl, um, you asked Creator, can you construct for us an effective prayer for blessing food before mealtime and discuss the benefits so this can be part of the intention of those using this prayer? All right, and this, this is Creator's answer and recommendation. Yes, a good prayer for food would be to simply say, Source Creator, bless this food and everything within to remove all negativity. Leave what is highest and best for my health and well-being and the health and well-being of all who partake. This would be enhanced by being aware of the various sources of potential negativity that can be ingested with the foodstuffs. This includes all unnatural, man-made adulterations. Everything pertaining to agricultural as well as processing and food preparation. So you have the array of chemicals used for fertilizer, used for insect control, for weeding out competing plants with herbicides. The consciousness of the plants themselves or animals if dealing with meat, as these can have a deleterious effect and be imparted to the constituents that are harvested and consumed. If the animals are mistreated, that energy will persist within the physical body and will remain within the meat that is eventually ingested by the people as part of the food chain. The same is true of plant material. If plants are mistreated or neglected in some way, being subjected to fear or hatred or the harshness of conditions to drive the growth artificially, to alter the plant in some way through manipulation, chemically or genetically, this can impinge on the consciousness as well. The thoughts and feelings of those who handle the plants can be transferred. If the agricultural workers are unhappy and resentful, this can cause psychic attacks that persist in the energy of the material harvested and then consumed by other humans. The adulteration of food with preservatives and colorants is a major source of negativity because there can be chemical toxicity, as well as such materials often attracting great negativity energetically because of what they are designed to do. If they are designed to kill the life of microorganisms, they will attract the energy of destruction. And this will be an inevitable additional transference into the food chain. 
The energy of all humans in the production, handling, and processing of the food can impart further psychic energies of negativity into the finished product. The processing of food can produce many changes in altering the chemical composition through excess heat or microwaves, as this will produce carcinogens and will degrade nutritional quality in many cases. All of these negative influences can be overridden or compensated for by the simple blessing of the constituents of a meal prior to ingestion. Done as a routine, given the many, many meals consumed over a lifetime, can help protect people from an accumulation of negativity that can undermine them significantly. And this can forestall initiation of illness as well as the consequences of aging, and be a positive factor in conferring longevity to some degree. You know, people aren't aware of the energetic danger in food. You know, the the accumulation of the negative energy of people handling it, um, the whole food chains, the negative effects of chemicals that might have an indirect as well as direct effect. Boy, that's quite a revelation, and this prayer is very important for that. Yes, and this is the goofiest sounding thing, you know, one can imagine. And I fully get it. It sounds bizarre to think that the consciousness of what you eat is going to influence you once removed. You know, the animal's dead and gone, the the plants are harvested, and so now there's some kind of thought still there. But thoughts are things, and this is this is a vast area of knowledge, science, hasn't really begun to scratch the surface of. And that'll come, you know, as the decades roll by. And it's part of our mission, part of mine as a scientist, to probe this more and more. And I do a lot of that kind of work. But it really applies here to food and nutritional quality. Well, we talked about this in depth in our our show on curses. Um, You know, energy can be encapsulated into an object. and, And food, organic material, is no different than anything else. Yes, yeah, yeah, they're very, very, very true. Any negative thought counts as a psychic attack, and what you're thinking about will be sent that energy. It's like you're launching a missile every time you have a dark thought about someone or something, and that energy will go out and it'll impinge on that target, put some mud on the windshield, so to speak. Well, so we need expand. to talk about beverages here. Yes, exactly. Let's, let's expand so, on that and get into a, a, a very important category of food. Can you get you ask creator? Can you give some comments about the reasons why we need to bless all beverages? Can that be combined under the food prayer you gave us? And creator answers: the ingestion of all beverages can be included in the prayer for blessing meals, as normally this is a part of meals. Any beverages enjoyed in between mealtimes are best taken as opportunities for a prayer request as well. There are many hazards among beverages. Some are inherently dangerous. Some are much more heavily laden with psychic energies of all kinds. So one can imagine that water is the most natural, but still is not free of negativity. There can be unhealthy levels of natural substances such as minerals and other chemicals from the earth so that long-term health consequences may emerge. This can be adjusted for as part of a blessing request done routinely. There, of course, are many sources of pollution of water depending on its origins, 
but are becoming hard to avoid with the larger and growing footprint of human on the planet. There are many waste products in the industry, the many industrial chemicals, as well as excreted pharmaceuticals of all kinds being present in recycled wastewater and re-entering the food chain. These may be at low levels still, but that does not prevent an effect energetically because they will nonetheless attract psychic energies in addition to having their innate biochemical consequences on the body. The water can accumulate many direct psychic energies from all involved in creating and supplying the source all the way through the chain of production to the consumer, whether done through piping to a home or apartment complex or delivered as bottled water. Every human involved in handling the water in some fashion can leave their mark energetically from having personal discord or unhappiness and sometimes even angry feelings towards their employer and the drudgery of their existence and so on. All of these things are a kind of stain that will lower the vibration inherent in the water consumed. The many liquids with nutritional content have parallel issues beyond the well-recognized issue of microbial contamination. They may be contaminated both with chemicals entering the food chain and then excreted, as happens with milk from cows grazing a polluted field, for instance. There can be chemicals added in the production to stabilize, to add colorants or flavorings or preservatives, all of which can have quite negative chemical effects with chronic administration, as well as an overlay of negative energies they attract and will go along to the consumer to be ingested. The alcoholic beverages have their own problems because of the great misfortune of those addicted to their use. So all such beverages will have an extra overlay of psychic energy of human suffering and despair. And as you know, these energies accumulate. The beverage will be metabolized and unneeded components excreted or used as energy. But the psychic energies will accumulate within the body unless they are cleansed. So it is far better to remove these before ingestion. There are also rarer instances of deliberate contamination and poisoning. This is done by the deep state in some circumstances to cause problems for people and undermine health. The most frequent example is fluoridation of water. There are also many instances where questions are raised about mercury or lead or arsenic and authorities are quite slow to act. This is no accident as it serves the darkness to have humans impaired and dragged down. As if this were not enough to worry about, there is also the issue of alien microchips that are often added to liquid beverages as a vector to transmit them to areas of the population. These are too small to be detected and will contaminate the body and serve as a technological mechanism to transduce the programming inherent in all electronic media that are subliminal but transduced by the microchips into messages that are perceived by the subconscious on a very deep level. And then the people are manipulated in a corresponding fashion by the messages without their conscious awareness or permission. 
This is quite routine and the practice quite widespread. Many fast food chains have microchips in both food and beverages at this point. So rather than point fingers and raise alarm and deny people the convenience and enjoyment of their favorite restaurants, it is much easier to do a prayer blessing to have them removed by divine realm. And this is quite doable. So say that prayer before you have your Big Mac. (laughs) Um, But that's, you know, extremely important, obviously. Um, Bottled water, too. You know, it's, you know, you could say you should avoid bottled water. But nowadays, that's really hard because they've removed a lot of drinking fountains. Yes. Well, that, too, is a deliberate restriction of human freedom. It just is. Sorry. You know, if you're down on your luck and every penny counts, free fountains at least give you water during the day. If you have, you know, one within walking distance, that's rarer and rarer in today's world. So the quality declines, the contaminants go up, and then the deliberate things being done are quite shocking. And, and you know, we understand this fully. This, this sounds like some sort of paranoid fantasy, a science fiction plot, and, and we're here to foist some sort of bizarre notion that, that uh, maybe is just meant to cause fear. And I, I assure you the opposite is the truth. I don't like saying these things and having to be the messenger of dark and dire pronouncements about the world. But we know the world is troubled, and this is a major reason why it's being messed with. It's time to wake up. That's why we're here and talking about what we do. It's time to wake up. And if we don't, the problems will get worse. We can promise you that. We've been warned. We'll be talking about that from time to time in our programs. It's just a part of things. I try to use uh, filtered water as much as possible, and I'm sure that helps. But, you know, filtering is probably not going to remove the the negative energy that's imparted into it by disgruntled workers, for instance. No, no, it won't. And most of these nanotechnological things are so tiny, they're hard to filter out as well. You may get some of them, but it's hard to get 100% unless you really use an ultra-fine filter, something that can get down to the level of everything, maybe, but the, the smallest viruses. Most people can't afford those. Well, <laughs> exactly. It's not, like that. <laughs> yeah, it's not a, practical, not a practical answer. But because it's an intrusion that does not belong here, and it's done uh, without your knowing, These are easy things for the divine realm to counteract. They have trouble counteracting our free will choices. So if we want to, you know, take drugs and abuse the body in some way, they have to let that stand. They'll have to let you go down if it reaches that severity. But something put into your food or beverage by some outside being, an interloper, they can deal with that quite readily because that's going against the grain, going against the rules. It's an intrusion that doesn't belong. So use the divine as your safety net. It's there. It's there for you. It's your birthright. It's your origin. People need to wake up and go back to first principles that they came from the Almighty and they have a partner in the Almighty if they choose. You could walk with God and hand in hand. 
through life, all day, every day. It's within you. Creator is inside of you, sharing your life with you. It's just you're disconnected. That's a defect of humans that's engineered to happen. It's not supposed to be that way. Right. So, you know, one thing I would say, though, um, this idea of nanochips and stuff, people are saying, well, that's just so far, far out. Where's the proof of that? You know, the divine is not going to give us bold displays of miraculous powers that's going to force people to believe in the divine because this is a free will zone and all of that. So I, my outlook is very practical. It's that, well, we can't detect these things anyway. None of us have the equipment or our kitchen to detect these nanochips. And if they're there and the divine is able to remove them, you know, there's, you're not proving to any kind of skeptic that this is going on. It's just a very wise thing to do just to cover, to cover all the bases. Because there actually is a lot of information out there, this kind of thing's going on. Well, and you're not required to even say the words that describe that. You're, you know, all you need to do is say this simple prayer creator gave us, bless this food and everything within to remove all negativity. There Leave what know. is highest and best for my health and well-being and the health and well-being of all who partake. Indeed. So we have changed this to be bless this food and beverage and everything within to couple those two major sources of ingested substances. So very simple. Yes, and very effective. Um, there's just so many vectors in life, not, you know, food and air quality and, you know, everything. And we're going to talk about medication. We went, did, I think we'll mention that medication, too, with prayer at some point. But um, there's just so many things that we have to, to, we can't cover it all. So we need the divine to step in and help with this. Yeah, and your knowledge is power. Your awareness is power because your intention will be an informed intention. If you're thinking about, you know, microchips or nanochips in your stuff and toxins and contaminants, chemicals and other things that could be there, maybe microbes. You know, there are these scares regularly with with uh, lettuce, with E. coli and all this sort of thing. And saying a prayer to remove all negativity is very powerful. We'll be back right after this, uh, talking about cancer and food. So come on back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive lightworker healing protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. 
Mental illness affects more people than you might think. Now there's a program that showcases support resources, how many people in our society view mental illness, and how the culture surrounding it is changing. Listen for We Are Hope with co-founder and host Sean Perry. Mental health is being seen as a public health crisis, and we want to help, support, and listen. You'll hear the discussions and conversations that need to happen. Tune in every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Back for the final episode of Get Wisdom. We are talking about nutrition and the importance of, uh, of prayer and food. And, and we're also going to be talking about uh, cancer, Carl. We, we promised that to the, the listeners in the last segment. So uh, you have some comments to, to lead that off. Yes, this is a big topic, obviously. We're going to talk about the cause of cancer in about two minutes. <laughs> and so the, <laughs> Stay this, tuned. Is, this is a channel. Or this is a, a challenge. So as a channeler and being able to ask the Almighty all sorts of things, I check with Creator about new scientific findings. Because it is eye-opening. Sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong. I know this to be true as a working scientist for many decades. We're often wrong scientifically about things. And we we commented at the outset how nutritional advice has been the opposite of what's best. High-carb, low-fat, minimal protein. It's the exact opposite. And the reason is that the carbohydrates are more readily converted into sugar as they're metabolized. And then the sugar builds up in the system and that is converted to fat for storage. So that's where fat comes from stored in the body to be overweight. It's from the sugar in the diet, either direct or indirect production of glucose. And it turns out that sugar in its own right is a culprit and involved directly in cancer. The, da- the, the data scientifically are growing. There's an interesting book called The Case Against Sugar by Gary Taubes. You can check that out. There are scientists working on the hypothesis cancer as a metabolic disease, not just a genetic defect of some kind. And you can look at the work of Dr. Thomas Seyfried and see the emerging data. But this is an old story. It started in 1933 with Otto Warburg, that it's a metabolic disorder and not a genetic disorder. So let's get into what what Creator Creator says about sugar here. Indeed. So you ask Creator, do sugar and high fructose corn syrup in amounts commonly incorporated into Western diets act as carcinogens to cause various types of cancer, in addition to heart disease, hypertension, diabetes, and obesity? Creator answers. Unfortunately, this is very much the case and fits in with what we have shared with you about cancer being a metabolic disease and not a disease or disorder of genetic mutation per se. 
Although the latter is a consequence, it is not causal. Anything that can undermine normal metabolic function by the mitochondria can lead to malignant transformation of cells and cause tumors to sprout. The type of cancer will vary depending on other genetic predispositions as well as the karmic interplay that is always a part of things. You know, I think a clue in the truth of this is the fact that if you go to the doctor and you have cancer or you have hypertension or you have diabetes, what are they going to recommend invariably? Cut back on the sugar intake. There's a big clue there. Well, some doctors will see that link. Some won't. And there's always the the inner awareness intuitively. Nutrition has something to do with all of this. Yes. But when you're given exactly the wrong advice, it's hard not to follow that. And it's still going on. You know, you go to your doctor, you've got some high blood pressure. Fight your cholesterol. Take drugs to do it with and cut out all of the meat and the fat and so on. Get on a heart-friendly diet of grains and vegetables and so on. And it's exactly the wrong thing, unfortunately. And so we, we're not here to give medical advice. That's illegal. But we're, we're commenting on things that are both in the literature and come from the Almighty. So we're talking in general, not about your specific circumstance, but it's up to you to figure out your life. So there we are. You know, we were commenting between the, the break uh, on my desire to cut back on sugar. And boy, have I struggled with it. Um, let's check in with Creator and see if Creator's got some advice on that. So you ask Creator, how can we avoid ingesting too much sugar? <laughs> and this is Creator's answer. There is virtue in avoiding carbohydrate-based diets that have a high sugar content. That is the culprit in diet, not animal protein or fat. So a plant-based diet, to the extent it avoids those carbohydrates with a high glycemic index, may be an improvement over an omnivorous diet that includes animal protein and fat, but lots of sugar or carbohydrate generating sugar through normal metabolism that rises to unhealthy levels as a percentage of the intake. The latter is quite easy to do as almost every prepared food has sugar. And this has been done deliberately to worsen things for humanity. It is very difficult to avoid a high sugar intake, in fact using prepared foods and processed foods available to consumers. Many of the common foodstuffs people use to avoid eating meat are rapidly converted to sugar following their ingestion, and this becomes the major source of calories with very little nutritional value. So while they provide calories, much of it is converted into stored fat anyway. And in the process, ramps up the mitochondrial oxidative metabolism, producing dangerous free radicals of oxygen. And that is the culprit in damaging DNA to cause malignant transformation of cells in producing tumor growth. So the fact that this is one way to reduce sugar is not to say it is a perfect approach using plant-based diets entirely. This is quite unnatural and unhealthy and is always a compromise and misses the point about the true dangers. 
In reality, it is easy to supply nutrition, a healthy caloric level for energy, a balanced array of nutrients, in a safe fashion with few adulterants, to have a significant proportion of the diet consisting of meat and milk products. They have issues as well from the effects of the consciousness of animals imparted to the food as thought forms, but that can be removed through a simple prayer made before ingestion at mealtimes. It is very, very difficult to have a healthy life on a vegan diet. It can be done, but there are many compromises, and it is far from ideal. And there can be long-term liabilities as well. Yeah, you know, to underscore that, I uh, I had a friend uh, years ago in Michigan who was on a, a vegan diet, and he spent, like, he had the luxury at his own business, he could spend three hours preparing his dinner every night to make it well-balanced and have all the necessary components. But it is a massive commitment, and there's a lot of work and planning that has to go into it if it's going to be effective. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not at all easy. And the, the point I guess I would make is why put yourself through that when it isn't necessary and, in fact, could still cause harm to you. So it, it might dodge one bullet, but catch another bullet. Why not yeah. dodge all the bullets well, and it's a tough thing nutrition for- and avoid the dangers? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough thing for people to get their head around, obviously, because there is so much mistreatment of animals. And uh, but, but there is a movement out there of, of organic and, and free range, you know, where the animals are treated humanely and, yes. and have a good life, you know. Well, uh, see, of, this, is, this is our innate wisdom, and I'm sure it's backed up by the divine as well, this idea of uh, natural foods and, and having... Um, you know, unadulterated foodstuffs. And, you know, if you want happy cows, one thing you could definitely do is not take their offspring away from them the first day. You know, just stuff like common sense stuff like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot that could be done to help. Indeed. Uh, U.S. Creator, what is the value of regular prayer and use of the Lightworker Healing Protocol for preventing health consequences from extraterrestrial manipulation of nutritional substances? All right, and this is what Creator says about that. Both are of value because both make very explicit requests for the help of the divine realm. And without that, humans will be exposed and at risk until they identify specific problems and take steps to deal with them in a physical sense for their removal and banning from all things ingested by humans. As usual, the divine realm can be of great help here, particularly when things cannot be really avoided, but are part and parcel of essential human actions. Food and water are required for living. When these are not present in an uncontaminated form, it is critical to long-term health and survival of the species to be as free from toxic substances as in other dangers as possible. So to request additional assistance from Divine Realm is not only logical, it may well be critical for maintaining long-term human progress. So this is not a burden on the Divine Realm, but rather would be a joyful collaboration through the greater recognition of its need by all human beings who could do an outreach and totally prevent difficulties from such sources, particularly when working in aggregate, to have a group request on an ongoing basis for food and beverage safety across the board. This could easily be arranged by the divine realm 
and would make a material difference in thwarting the designs of the extraterrestrial alliance through those means of undermining humans. And finally, Carl, you asked Creator about a client. When our client prayed to have the nutritional value of her food sent to help her niece, who was diagnosed with failure to to thrive, did it actually help? Yes, this is a beautiful testament to the power of prayer. And this is what Creator says. She is totally correct in her impression. And the reason this is so is because she was divinely impulsed with this knowing. So she was encouraged to do this in the beginning. And then in taking the recommendation to heart and implementing it, she was given encouragement all along the way that a benefit was accruing. And she acted on this impulse to keep going with her program. This has been instrumental in allowing the child to survive. And without this help from her, she would not have lived to her current age. Much of the improvement that has happened in the growth has resulted from the nutritional foundation supplied via these prayerful outreaches. This is a testament to the power of human consciousness to benefit another through a loving impulse. This is a premier example of the power of love within the human heart to create miracles, especially when there is a divine partnership underway, as is true here. So a really, really important point about this is that you can say meal prayers for others. So yes. you can say them for your family. You can, If you have somebody that you care about who's, you know, borderline atheist, doesn't believe in any of this stuff, you can say a prayer to protect their food and it will be answered. Yes. And I remember growing up when it was very common in religious households to say a prayer for the starving. The starving in Asia, there were great famines going on in the uh, 40s, 50s, up through the 60s in differing areas of the world. And this still is true today, but little commented on in the press. It's ho-hum. You know, but you can do something about this. Indeed. And, and we have the Lightworker Healing Protocol to get into even more detailed treatment of all these issues. Absolutely. And, and that is the ultimate comprehensive healing tool that can help with any kind of problem, but it includes these sort of difficulties as well. Thorough cleansing of all buildup of negativity, for example, from food, beverages, medication, the environment, other people around you, and on and on. So these are choices for you to make. We're here to show the way. And, and a thought occurred to me that, you know, it's not, it's not never too late to say a meal prayer. You could, if you forget to say it before, you say it after. Yeah, your food is sitting in your in your crop, so <laughs> it, it hasn't really been absorbed totally yet, and uh, so you can also ask for things to be undone. So it's it's never to go back and right or wrong, but it is better to be proactive. It's easier and more effective if you prevent a problem than if then you have to scramble to heal it. Indeed. Well, we're out of time, Carl. Another episode is in the books. So uh, join us next week for another episode of Get Wisdom. And we appreciate uh, your supporting us. Check us out at getwisdom.com. Get the prayer, the book on e-prayer. Get the e-book on prayer, I should say. Getwisdom.com slash prayer. And we'll see you next week with another episode. Thanks, Carl. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank 
you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 